So today's episode is about something that I need some help with. Uh, I don't have a lot of close friends, and that's hard to admit sometimes. I'm 52 years old, uh, but still kind of suck at developing close friendships. Um, I've had some close friends over the years, um, including one of the guests that we have today. Um, But typically over the course of my life, I've had a hard time developing close friendships. And so as I started thinking about who I could bring on the podcast to kind of talk through some of that with, uh, this couple came to mind very quickly. I met them, I think it was around 2006, but I'll let them uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, They were serving as youth ministers at a local church, and um, I started uh, to get to know them through that. And then Adam started teaching a class with me or some classes with me. And then I would go on some youth trips with them. We did some skiing and some fun stuff. Um, And so what my my memories of them are, Michelle is super friendly. Everyone loves Michelle. And she's probably the better half, I would say. 100%. But Adam is also... Uh, a great friend. He's he's uh, he's been really good about developing friendships and and watching and observing him. Um, he really focuses on that. Like when we were friends, not that we're not friends anymore, but when we hung out a lot together, when we were in the same area, um, he was real instrumental in getting uh, three or four of us together. We would do some stuff together. We met once a week for breakfast. We. Uh, did P90X together, um, workouts. He and I actually did a sprint triathlon together. That was incredibly fun. Who won that? So maybe we'll talk about that. But anyway, um, that's how I know these guys. Uh, their names are Adam and Michelle Hildebrandt. So welcome, guys. Well, thank you for having us on the show. Yeah. So it was 2006. Is that when y'all moved to Lilburn Stone Mountain area? We moved in there in 2004. Um, 2004. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that's when we knew met. Yep. Golly, that was a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> 18 years. Holy. Yeah. No, almost 19 years now. Man, that's crazy. Um, so to get us started, tell us about where you were born and grew up, how you guys met, when you got engaged, and a little bit about your family. I'll go first. You want to go first? Sure. Um, so I was born in 1981, which um, barely, barely, Gen X. We'll, we'll let her slide in. They're calling me a bridger. I like that. Yeah. You're a bridger. I right. like being a bridger. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. I will not claim millennial. Don't try to put me in that category. <laughs> I've seen on multiple surveys, millennial, Gen X or bridger. I feel more Gen X bridger than I do millennial okay. in terms of yeah. just the way I was raised, I guess. Um, I was born in Pennsylvania, um, moved to Indiana when I was young, really like around one and then, um, moved down to Florida when I was six. So did most of my growing up in Florida, uh, where we part of Florida. So do what, what, what part of Florida? Oh, Tarpon Springs. I'm a Tarpon Springs sponger. Yes. Third worst (laughs) mascot in the United States. So, yeah. Third worst. Third worst. What are the others? Uh, the 
parakeet? The fighting no, parakeet? It's the fighting toucans. The fighting and then, uh, like, a okay. pickles. Like, out in Oklahoma somewhere, there's, like, a pickles. Oh. Yeah. That's, but, that is terrible. Yeah. The sponges, <laughs> that doesn't invoke a lot of fear in your opponents, I wouldn't think. Could you, could you just for fun, because we went to rival high schools, so just okay. for fun, could you do the cheer that you guys did at your football games? Sure. It was soak them up, spongers. Soak them up. That was our... <laughs> it's so painful. That it's was our so cheer. Painful. Like, that is we bad. We make that up. We had the sponge no. diver with the helmet on. Oh, yeah. Front of our fields. I think it's so cool. Wow. But anyway, little Greek town. So that was my, that was where I grew up. And I think it was okay. a special and unique place. So, yeah, thankful for that time. Yeah. All right, Adam. Yeah. So I was born in 1979. So, child, at a just barely. Uh, yep. And then born in Stanton, Virginia. But our, you know, same story. We moved around a, a number of places. We lived in uh, Virginia, Illinois, Tennessee, uh, and then kind of settled in Florida. I think when I was seven or eight, you know, it was kind of that was my formative years. Was really yeah across the lake from Tarpon Springs in Palm Harbor. Uh, so I went to East Lake High School, and she went to Tarpon Springs High School. And okay, so we were we were so bitter rivals. Oh. So, uh, how did you guys meet, though? We met at, I mean, we met through church, um, really. Okay. Um, but I think the first time we really talked was at a friend's birthday party. Um, how old were y'all at the time? 15 and 16. 15 and 16. Mm. Wow. Yeah. High school sweethearts, high school, except you yes. weren't at the same high school, but still. Um, I had come from a soccer game. We were sitting on a couch, like talking, and yeah, this is how smooth I am. Uh, uh-huh. I, I said, "Hey, I'm gonna go get a drink off the back porch. Do you want one?" And by drink, I mean like bottled water. Like this wasn't yeah, 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 that yeah. kind of party. Um, <laughs> and I got up and I was, I was looking back and I smacked right into the sliding glass <laughs> door, like oh. right in my face, like. Oh. imprinted on the glass. Oh. <laughs> that was and, smooth. And here's Mis- here's the best part. So my, my my line there at that point was, wow, that window is really clean. <laughs> and she knew she was in love. Yeah, that absolutely. Was <laughs> she was like, he's the one. And then now, what are what are you doing now? And and tell us a little about your family. So I'm the senior pastor at Lawrenceville First United Methodist Church in beautiful Lawrenceville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've got Lawrenceville First. That's right. That's what we do. Put Lawrenceville first. Yep. Um, I love it. So we've got three kids. Uh, Caleb, our oldest, is 16. Selah, our middle, just turned 14. Micah, our youngest, is 10. Okay. He's the one that Excellent. keeps us on our toes. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> Well, you know how the babies of the family are. <laughs> one last thing I wanted to uh, get from you guys before we get into our interview is tell me the first movie that you remember seeing in the theater. Not as a couple, just individually. So mine was E.T., 
ET. No. I that was I that was a big one for me too. It wasn't my first, but I remember that. I think I was like 13 or 14 and we were actually coming back from near your area. We were coming back from Clearwater. Oh. We had been over in Clearwater and we stopped in uh, I don't remember where it was, but somewhere on the way back to Lakeland and um when we watched ET in the theater. So you how old were you? You were young. I was really young. I saw it with my um, my first best friend, who was named Evan Thomas Teeters. It was his name. Oh, and that's a great his name. Mom, yeah, his mom and my mom took us, but at that time, she had started calling him E.T. And when the movie came out, she's like, oh, E.T. And then she was like a little offended that it was an alien. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about calling my kid that's this good. anymore. But. Excellent. All right, Adam, how about you? So I... I, I recall seeing Flight of the Navigator in the theater. That, that, that's the first one. I don't even remember that movie. You really don't? You don't remember that <laughs> oh, one? Oh, it's a good one. No. It's a good so one. Good. So you need to okay. go I'll have and, to check it out. Go ahead and watch that later. You'll, yes. you'll remember it when you yeah. see it. You'll be like, oh, yeah, okay. I can see this. Um, okay. I remember that one. And I remember my mom bringing her giant purse and Oh, the snack. Oh, purse. yeah. The snack. The purse. snack purse. Yeah. That's a total yeah. mom thing. Yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> we um we went to see the second Avatar last night. Um, have y'all seen that? I haven't even seen the first one. I have to admit. Oh my goodness! Okay, this interview's <laughs> over. I feel like we saw the first Avatar together. Yeah, we might have. Yeah, it was about that same time frame that you were here. The only one I remember that we saw um, together. <laughs> was uh that will smith what was that i am legend i am legend where and he had, had the whole oh. yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> adam's not a big scary movie kind of guy or even suspenseful movie kind of guy i don't feel like that one's super scary it's more like the suspense moments but. yes that's true <laughs> yeah adam said beforehand he's like i may have to hold your hand <laughs> gave you a heads up uh, he really needed you for the stranger things series instead he was a, it was a pillow <laughs> it was like a pillow right here oh my goodness that's hilarious all right so um let's talk about friendships a little bit i, I really do appreciate you guys in this area of life i've, I've just watched you and the way you guys have uh you know maintained friendships and and how much effort you put into them and so i thought uh, you know, you might be able to share something that could help me and help somebody that's maybe listening. So tell, tell us a little bit about like your view of friendships, I guess, like how do friendships fit into your life? Um, so I, it's funny because you say you're not good at friendships. I think, um, as I've gotten older, I might feel like I'm less good at friendships than I felt when I was younger. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure if it's season of life, um, circumstances mm -hmm. of life. I'm not quite sure what that is, but I do feel like I'm learning a lot in the area of friendship. So it's funny that you should ask me to come and do this. If if anybody out there is an Enneagram fan, I'm an Enneagram too. So okay. I, I want my friendships to be deep and meaningful. I want them to go the distance. Um, mm -hmm. I have high expectations for friendships. I've had to kind of work on mm -hmm. tempering those through the years. Um, 
Yeah. Adam? Thoughts? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think friendships are, friendships are incredibly important just in terms of, of living a full life. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a big part of this is, is in order to be healthy, whole, and the best we can be, we got to have meaningful relationships with other people. It's just, it's a thing. Yeah. Now I, I will say just to your concern of like statistically, yeah. you're not alone. Like, <laughs> yeah most men never make another friend after 40 so wow just fun little fact there and uh-huh. yeah uh, like i think it's only 25 percent of men in the united states can say that they have more than six good friends wow that's so, crazy and it's such a departure from like when you're younger and you have all these people that are in your life yeah but the older we get the I don't know if, yeah, that, that'd be interesting to, to study. I mean, is it because we're, you know, just closed off, we close ourselves off or we get busy or we just don't want to be vulnerable, you know? Yeah. I think it's all of those things. I mean, I think our, yeah our lives move in certain directions. We move, you know, we're transient just as a culture now. So it's not like, mm-hmm. it's, it's not like back in the day where you grew up with the same people and, yeah, they were, you know, they were with you forever. Um, people yeah. are so transient now; yeah. it's hard to maintain some of those relationships. Um, now we have some tools for that that are are unique to our generation. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you guys about because in your particular denomination, um, you know, you could be uprooted every few years and and sent to a completely new community and and have to start all over and. Um, I know you guys have, you know, been pretty fortunate. You haven't had to do that maybe as much as other people, but still you guys have moved around <clears throat> to various churches over the years. How does that play into this whole thing? Um, I think we're lucky right now because we have the kids card. Um, and when you're doing life at this stage with teenagers and elementary kids, you it's easier to find uh, people who also are doing yeah. life in that way. Um, and so I feel mm. like the, the people that we would consider our closest friends here all have kids in the same age groups our kids are in. Um, yeah. yeah, And that made for an easier connection point for sure. Um, when we moved to Augusta, something that became a big part of my life was, was F3, which is this peer-led fitness group that I do. So, you know, okay. talk about P90X. It's like, it's like that, but, you know, some guy from the group leads. And really, the whole purpose of it is that, is that disconnect of guys from one another. Um, so it's a mm-hmm. place where, where we really, you know, we leverage fitness in order to get guys together, but it's, it's not really about that. You know, the, the workout's fine. Yeah. Um, but it's really just right. to, to help guys to, have meaningful connections to grow, to, to get better in all areas of their life. But Michelle, I mentioned Enneagram. I'm, I'm an Enneagram eight, so I'm okay not having a, a ton of deep friendships. Like I can have a couple yeah. of deep friendships at a time. Um, and, yeah. and some of those other friends might come and go and, and enter your life at yeah. times. And, and I'm comfortable with that. 
Yeah, yeah, same. That's that's kind of where I am. And one of the things I think people struggle with that I, I've struggled with is, you know, do you purposefully pick people that you're going to try to become friends with? Or is it more of a natural just, you know, it kind of happens? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, say somebody moves to a new community, like, do you say that that person's really cool? I think I want to try to hang out with them. Or is it more organic? I would say yes, <laughs> depending on the situation. <laughs> um, I think as I've gotten older and tried to be more of myself, um, we're just mm-hmm. fully myself in the way that I was made with all my flaws and faults. And yeah. um, I also look for people who are unashamedly themselves, um, who know themselves well enough to know their strengths and their weaknesses. Um, mm-hmm. But I've had some surprises in life. Uh, I've had a, one of my closest friends, we sat at a women's gathering around a table and everybody kind of introduced themselves. And she, like Adam, kind of said, like, hmm, I could, you know, see a friend once a month and be okay. And in my head, I thought, ooh, mm-hmm. we're probably not going to be close friends. Like, we're just <laughs> see the world very differently. Um, and she's yeah. one of my very favorite friends, one of my very favorite people. I feel like I walk away um, always better when I spend time with her. So, um, and, yeah. and by contrast, I've had friends who I immediately thought, oh, we're going to connect. This is going to be somebody that's going to be kind of my inner circle. We're going to be good friends. And then it's not been what I expected. So... I try not to put, I'm trying to temper my expectation, not put too high of an expectation on something, um, but allow time and space to kind of Mm -hmm. uh, do their thing and kind of see where it goes because you never know uh, who it's going to be that, that becomes the one who enriches your life. Um, And often my closest friends Mm -hmm. look a lot like Adam um, and their spouses look more like me, which makes sense, you know, emotionally. So if, okay, if, your, right. if your best friend is your spouse, then that would make sense that your friends would be different yeah. than you are, see the world in different ways. And I think it just makes life better that way. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I mean, I would say you have to just be open to that because because I think a lot of yeah. times I'll end up in places with people um, either because of what I do or because we're in proximity of each other and I'll Mm -hmm. meet somebody else with them and I end up being better friends with that other person. I feel kind of bad, but Hmm. you know, the the, the people who I think like Michelle said, the people who are, who have really similar interests and and are kind of see the world the same way as I do, that becomes less interesting to me. You know, I I want to, on a different perspective, I want somebody who, thinks about the world's differently, sees the world differently. I think that's the, yeah, we were talking about this, the, the friends factor, like the show friends. So yeah, gave us yeah. incredibly unrealistic expectations about friendship, <laughs> but I think was True. also interesting because of the different personalities of those people. Mm. You know, they were all so different and so divergent. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's what makes it work. But then mm. also, you know, it does set those expectations in a stratosphere that yeah. none of us can live into. 
Well, and we Correct. started we started our early years in that kind of space. Our first couple best friends, shout out to Alice and Mike. Um, our first couple best friends were we were all young. We had no kids. We had lots of freedom. Um, they served in our youth ministry with us, so we had a lot of shared time together. Um, and we actually watched Friends together. That was one of our things. We're all very different. Nice. And um, they just set the bar really high because we pretty much lived life with them. We had dinner at their house almost every night. Um, we shared, like, cooking and, you know, just life. We just did everything wow. together. And so yeah. um, that was a high bar right off the bat in our married life to come across friends that we enjoyed so much um, to yeah. spend time with both of them. And so once we left Florida and moved to Georgia, it was that was a that was a high expectation. Um, yeah. And it's not often, especially that you find couple best friends where you can spend time with, you know, either yeah. party and really enjoy the time spent. So. Um, well, that, yeah, that's that's a good point. I, I, one of the things that Susan and I have always tried to navigate is, you know, she has her friends and I have my friends. And how many times are are we, you know, friendship, have a friendship with a couple like you're talking about, you know, and we, we like that and we enjoy that. But probably more so over the years, we've had separate friends, you know. And it's not that I don't like her friends. I love her friends, you know, and I love her friends' husbands. It's just a matter of, you know, maybe interests or uh, ability to get together. And, you know, Susan's, a lot of her friends were on her tennis team, you know, and, and my friends were like guys that, like Adam, that I was doing ministry with. And our, you know, she and I, Susan and I, our lives were in different places like that, you know, like she was with her friends at tennis. I'm with my friends over here, and we didn't always mix, you know. So as we've gotten older, especially now that our kids are out, we're trying to be more, you know, intentional about that, to have uh, friendships with couples. And, you know, it's it's been good, but it's it was a challenge and still is sometimes. It feels like dating, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Finding it's like... Friends, it feels like dating, Yeah. <laughs> Do I, do, do we invite them to dinner or do we, do we, do we bring them to our house or a know? lot of commitment? I mean, like, you know, they're going to be there it is. multiple hours and exactly. Mm -hmm. And then what if, what if it's just like awkward? Oh yeah. yeah. But, uh, thankfully right now, like Susan, I, you know, I really enjoy all her friends. We just had a whole bunch of people over the other night and, you know it was four couples and you know, we had a blast and all that, but see, it doesn't sound um, like you're having too much of a problem. No, I was going to say, out. I think you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying like I'm a hermit. <laughs> I, I think I just think about like those close friendships where you can be very vulnerable, you know, with someone and say, this is kind of what I'm going through. And, and I know, you know, generally speaking, it's harder for men to develop those kind of friendships. And I understand that. But, you know, at various times in my life, I've had those kind of people in my life. Currently, I have, you know, I have, I have a guy that I've been friends with since college. We're still very close. We see each other maybe once a month or so. Um, and I could tell him anything and he could tell me anything. And, and so that, you know, that's a very good friendship. But 
but I'm kind of an introvert. I like my I like my alone time. <laughs> I think the my struggle is more in just you know a fear of being vulnerable. So that that's actually one thing I wanted to ask you guys is like how do you how how do you guys kind of overcome that fear of of being vulnerable? Uh, so this is an area I've been working on actually, Ev. Yeah. Um. So I realized I, I used to be very outward with my vulnerability. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really think about the other party in terms of um, who they were and where they were in life uh, because my expectation used to be that I, I want that in a relationship. Like I want people to feel they can be vulnerable with me. Mm-hmm. and that they can trust me. And so I'm going to be vulnerable with them and trust them. And what I've found is that not everybody wants that. Um, and so my struggle in maintaining friendships, I think, uh, some of it was that I was placing this unspoken expectation that the other party wanted the same thing I did. Mm. Um, and what I, I've realized is that people come with all different you know, all different stuff. They come with all different backgrounds and baggage and mm-hmm. um, desires and personalities. And not everybody wants things the same way I do. Mm. Um, and so I've had to kind of like pull back a little bit. That doesn't mean that I can't be my authentic self, mm-hmm. but maybe not always at the highest level. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, not everybody gets to hear all the things. Yeah. Um, that I'm going through, that I'm dealing with, who I am. Um, I can be, I can be my my full self with people from people I just met all the way into my deepest relationships, um, without fully disclosing everything there is to disclose. Hmm. Uh, so that's that's been kind of a learning curve for me. Yeah. Um, we've had some like family medical things that have gone on in the last five years or so that um, have put me in a place where I've realized uh, not everybody's also equipped to walk with you through hard things. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I expect that I can talk to you about the hard things I'm going through and you're going to stay. Um, and you can talk to me about the hard things you're going through and I'm going to stay. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm comfortable with that. But I've realized that everybody's comfortable with that. Um, And so I have lost a few friendships in Mm. recent years that I felt like maybe could handle those things, but I, Mm -hmm. I didn't really once again, take the time to temper those expectations. Um, what I've also found is interesting is that there is something to the generational part of this. Um, my Gen X friends can handle some hard things a little bit better than some (laughs) of my other generational friends who maybe you just want things to be a little lighter and yeah, yeah. don't want to deal with some of that. Um, huh, that's good. Yeah, that was an interesting good. observation. All right. We're going to take a fun break guys. This is going Bye. to be a little competition. Game on. Um, and the odds are, are out and Adam is a heavy favorite here. Yeah. Don't boo me. I'm, not I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping that Michelle can come through with a couple. So what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to read some lyrics. Are you going to read them rhythmically so that they sound like a song, or are you just going to read them flat? 
I'm just going to read the lyrics. Read them flat. Perfect. And you're going to just, as soon as you know it, just blurt out either the the singer um, or the band or the song, or if you just want to like fill in the, you know, fill in the gap, say the rest of the lyric or whatever. They're all from the '90s, um, which would have been your your growing up years. So um, here we go. Number one. Another turning point. A fork stuck, stuck in the road. Stuck in the road. Green Day. Oh, oh, oh. Green I Day. I yes. singing it before you. I said the next lyrics before you. I think I think Michelle did jump in there. My loneliness is killing me, and I, I must confess, I still believe. Christina Aguilera. When I'm not with you. Huh? I Christina lose my Aguilera. mind. Give me a sign. Nope. There Hit you go. Me, baby, one more Hit time. me, baby. Britney. Ugh. Britney Spears. Never loved Britney. That's Sorry. Late. That's late. Late. That's late. That's 90s. late nineties. Late. 90s. <laughs> that was a little bit after, like it was the teeny boppers when we had. Uh huh. We were towards college at that point. Right. But, you okay. Know, we'll, yeah. We'll, yeah. All right. This one. This one's definitely one. not late nineties. So did Michelle get that one? That's two? She did, yeah, she's, she's up to it. Two nothing. All right. This is the upset of the century right here. I hope life treats you kind. And I hope you have all you dreamed of. And I wish to you joy and happiness. But above it's all this. graduation song, TLC? Nope. Ah. But above all this, I wish you love, and I will always love you. Oh, and I yes, love that is it. Yes. Whitney Houston. Yes, Whitney Houston. I will always Houston love you. You got that one. Dang. Well, Adam said it first. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah I said Whitney Houston. Okay. I said, I said it unconfidently because. <laughs> You said it like as what, a question. As I'm hearing it, it can, it can go with I knew Whitney it, and I just couldn't get there. Uh-huh. Ooh, no. <laughs> All right, two to one. Next one. Near, far, wherever, wherever you, you are. are. My heart will go on. That's Celine Yes. Yeah. Oh. smoked. <laughs> Three to one. I mean, that was these the Titanic. Are, clearly, though, these are songs that would lean towards a feminine <laughs> slant did, here yeah. so titanic is get... epic that's an epic like everybody saw titanic. oh yeah can we get yeah. some, some yeah. flannel rock in here i feel i, I i've got a couple of those all right I, I feel like lines. adam adam might get this one tell him to shake it shake it shake it shake it shake that healthy butt baby got baby, baby got, got back sir mix a I, I'll I'm give it giving to it. Me. I'm giving it to Adam. I believe he had Adam. just a millisecond quicker. <laughs> two to two. Two to two. Oh, this one. I was doing these with Susan last night, and she she knew the song, but she didn't know the band. So this is going to be a bonus. If you if know you the know song, the you get a point. Ooh. If you know the band, you get a point. I get knocked down. But I, I get, get up, up again. again. Chumbawamba. Oh Chumbawamba. yes. <laughs> Chumbawamba. Micah likes to sing that song on repeat. Just that I get knocked down, but I get yeah. up again part. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
which is totally him. He does. He he's rough and tumble, so that's his. Excellent. I love it. Strumming my pain with his finger with one time, one Adam. time. Adam, this is worm. embarrassing. This <laughs> is embarrassing. Killing me softly. Yes. Yes. Killing that me was, softly. That was 99, it. I think. That was the year I graduated high school. Because okay. our friend group used to sing that one a lot. Uh, 1998. Yeah, so probably. Oh, 98. There we go. 98. Oops. All right. Oh, no. <clears throat> All right. Let's see. See if Adam can do this one. <laughs> With the lights out, it's less dangerous. Here we are now, entertaining. Bye. All right. We'll we'll uh we'll let Adam have that one for sure. He jumped in there right away. Six four. All right. Next one. I like the way you work it. No No diggity. (laughs) You know, Pitch Perfect made that one popular again. Who got that one? Michelle or Adam? It's pretty tight. It was close. Yeah. We'll say tie. All right. We'll draw. Um, no this is a, this one's going to be an easy one, I think. Don't go chasing, chasing waterfalls. Be stick <laughs> through the rivers and the lakes that you're Dang. TLC. All right. Yes. Let's see. All right, Adam. This is going to be your chance right here. I've said that like eight times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Now, this one actually is kind of hard for me until I'm going to have to, I think I'm going to have to read several lines here, but we'll see. Because the love that you gave that we made wasn't able to make it enough for you to be open wide no and every time you speak her name does she know how you told me you'd hold me until you died till you died but you're still alive and i'm here to remind you of the mess you left dang she got it a lot is more said yes (laughs) yeah All right, I think I think oh that we have a winner. This is wow. like feels like Georgia TCU. <laughs> I really well, thought. Congratulations, was, Michelle. Thank you. I thought he was going to really destroy me. I feel pretty good about this. Well, guys, I'm going to let you go. We could talk for a long time about all this, and I really have enjoyed this uh, conversation. Thanks for doing this yeah thanks for thinking Uh, of us good to see you guys man i miss y'all 